0: relations, HispanicNPR.com. This is Elena DelVal, and my guest is Javier Farfan, who is Multicultural Marketing Manager of Zune. Today we will discuss Zune and how the company reaches out to Latino audiences. Javier joined Zune in March of 2007 and is responsible for marketing and communications efforts within the U.S. Hispanic market. He is familiar with Latino and urban music, especially the marketing, music and entertainment, and artist promotion aspects. He also brings knowledge of Latin alternative, rap, reggaeton, and regional Mexican music. Javier has a musical background working with artists and industry insiders. Prior to joining Zune, he was the director of marketing for MTV Networks, where he helped launch the Latino broadcast channel MTV Place. At MTV Press, he spearheaded consumer marketing and strategic partnership initiatives to drive brand awareness, programming launches, and key Hispanic marketing efforts. At MTV Networks, Javier was also part of the Spike TV and Nickelodeon unit and worked with senior programming and distribution executives to develop, implement, and market to U.S. Hispanics. Before helping to launch MTV3 with MTV Networks, Javier spent four years in the personal finance business, where he developed and implemented tactical plans to increase online account acquisition. He was also a co-founder of Jump Nation, a mentoring program that promotes education of inner-city youth. Javier, a New York City native, holds a Master of Communication from Columbia University and a Master of Business Administration from New York University. Javier, welcome. Thank
1: you, Thank you. for having me.
0: We're, we're excited to hear about Zoom and your efforts to reach out to Latino youth. That is such a distinct and, I think, until recently, overlooked segment of the market.
1: Would you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I will. I started um, in March 2007, and I was brought to Microsoft to help craft um, a plan to reach out to the Hispanic community. Um, Microsoft Zoom was aware that this was a growing market and was still um, a heavy CD um, and music consumption um, audience. So we, at Zoom, were looking at how do we start approaching this audience in a relevant way um, to start thinking about digital music and also thinking about using the Zoom Player and also Zoom Marketplace as a place to, you know, consume that music that they enjoy.
0: Why did you decide to pursue the Hispanic market in a particular targeted way?
1: The reason. Why specifically marketing uh, Microsoft Zoomed, um looked at it is we saw the numbers of of actual music sales that that were happening within within the space. We knew it was an untapped market where other competitors were not really um, working towards marketing to and um, the transition between physical sales, physical music sales, and digital sales has not really um, started to to make that shift yet. So we thought it was a good place of entry at that point in time.
0: Are you finding that to be the case?
1: Yes, uh, yes I am. But um, it quickly has changed in, since I've been here. Um, we're starting to see the physical sales um, decrease rapidly within the Hispanic community, and and digital sales increasing. At you know, at at big rates. So um, we we are in a good position because our brand has been out there, and we've been really targeting um, top Hispanic Dmas as a place to communicate our brand and aligning ourselves with um, artists, um, um, Latin artists in the space, and helping getting our brand out there. Um, and we're looking at creating strategic partnerships with key uh, media, Hispanic media outlets to. Continue to get our word out, but also start thinking about, um, you know, driving them to our marketplace, which is our digital online store, to buy music. So we're we're in, in that in that in that space at this point in time.
0: Who's your target audience? Would you share a, an audience profile with us, Xavier?
1: Yes, um, we started first in in our first year by going after the second-generation Latino, um, looking at a demo of 16 to 24, um, English-dominant, with acculturation. Um, And the reason why we went after that particular audience is um, due to they were the technology gatekeepers. What we were – first positioning ourselves to market was our brand, but also the technology that comes to that. So if we had their buy-in, they would influence the household buy-in. Now we're actually extending our our marketing reach to not just that particular demo, but also the first-generation Spanish dominant, um, a family household, Um, and we're doing that um, because we're starting to see... Is the rapid increase in sales on in digital sales with different types of music? And we actually did a particular campaign with De Norte and a couple other um, regional Mexican bands, and they actually really did well for us. So um, going after that particular base who has not been communicated to is just another secondary market that we're focusing on because we're feeling that they are moving towards digital music um, in a in a faster pace.
0: What would you say is the general size of the target audience? If, if you had your way, how many people would you be able to reach? Are we looking at the entire $45 million that is the U.S. Hispanic market or a smaller segment?
1: Um, we're looking for a smaller, smaller segment um, of that $14 million. Um, Right now we're looking probably um, – you know, to a third to a quarter of that of of that base, depending on, um, and it all depends on. We're actually targeting locally as opposed to nationally, um, and we're looking at percentages of those particular cities um, a little bit more closely. But we're looking at probably a third to a fourth
0: of the overall Hispanic population, or the hisp- Hispanic yeah. online population.
1: Um, the Hispanic the entire Hispanic population because we're looking at not just selling music online but we also sell the, the media player. The digital media player. So we have two actual goals. One is to get people to actually buy our hardware, which is the Zoom digital media player that we've been having in the marketplace for two years. But then we're also trying to get folks to use our service also.
0: And what percentage or what number of that market have you reached so far in the short time that you've been online?
1: That that's a that's a hard question to uh, um, to answer. I mean, I know that we've had significant lift. The, the way we've we've been able to att- um, assess that is a couple of reasons. We've worked closely with our retail partners to see the type of traffic we're getting. Um, also, we're able to see what type of music sales are are happening and who are the top performers um, in regards to, like, general market music and Latin music. And and the the third thing is also just awareness of the brand. We have an actual brand tracker, and we we look at general market versus other demos, and we see that we over-index on the Hispanic side. So that's the way we're actually looking at getting towards that base of usage in regards to the U.S. population.
0: About how many visitors would you say that you're getting on average to your website?
1: I mean, I think that we've had definitely a significant increase in in traffic, um, but in regards to that specific number, um, I, I could get back to you later on specifically what that number is. At this point, I don't have that off the top of my head.
0: If you look at if you look at the mainstream market and the U.S. Hispanic market, what would you say are some of the most noticeable differences when you're targeting the audience, when you're marketing to them?
1: Um, state that again. I'm sorry.
0: What are some of the marketing differences? when you're targeting U.S. Hispanics versus the general market? How do you do things differently?
1: Um, the, the difference is um, the marketing vehicles that we use to go after this particular audience. Um, the second piece of it is um, the type of artists that you use and the music that you use to contextualize the experience. Um, and also, the third thing is um, really localizing your national campaigns, because probably 70 to 80 percent of your market lives within 10 to 15 cities within the United States. Um, you could really get a national reach by just localizing your um, marketing campaigns and and really going after um, you know local uh, promotions specifically.
0: In terms of the effort and budget that you dedicate to one versus the other, would you share some insights with us? What percentage of your overall budget and marketing efforts are dedicated to mainstream and what would be the equivalent that you dedicate to Hispanic markets? Realizing that these are all new efforts, we understand that, but just to put things into perspective...
1: That's a good question. Can you can you rephrase that? I, I just want to make sure that I'm going to answer it correctly.
0: The idea is to give our audience, who are business people and marketers, an idea of how much effort you dedicate to the mainstream markets versus the effort that you dedicate to the Hispanic markets. And we understand that your efforts to reach Latino audiences are new, but keeping that in mind, can you help us get a picture of the relative effort that you're dedicating to each of the two markets?
1: So. I I do not handle the general market stuff, um, campaigns. I do audience marketing, so I also um, work with, you know, going after other vertical segments like college, also the urban communities, um, and action sports communities. So in regards to how much effort we do for Hispanic versus other communities or the general market, um, here at Microsoft Zoom, the, um, the business has been – probably up and running for three years. I came in probably um, seven months to a year as the business has been um, developing. And they knew strategically from the beginning that Hispanic was going to be a big part of their strategy. Um, so as since I've been here, the, the commitment uh, from a resource perspective and also from an integration to the general market kind of marketing campaigns has been significant, which you know, in my prior experience, I've had—I've never had this amount of investment um, from a—you know—from a human perspective and also from a financial perspective—and saying yes, we really want to go after it. So I feel here, um, it's been really one of the key strategic um, plays for them. So, um, and what they've been trying to do is actually integrate it into the general market um, campaigns. So it, it looks, it, so it is part of the holistic strategy, knowing that Hispanics are going to be the future um, trendsetters or are right now one of the trend influencers within the U.S. community. Did I answer your question?
0: Yes, I, I think that, that you did in terms of, if I understand correctly, you're saying Zoom is very aware that the Hispanic market represents a large part of its target audience. Yes. yes. Okay. So... Within that context, if I understood what you said, the company is dedicating a lot of its resources to reach out to that Hispanic audience.
1: correct because of the trends um, in population growth because how they influence um, popular culture um, and how how they see kind of the music um, and and entertainment space being influenced by Latin culture, they're actually integrating those aspects into um, the general market campaigns.
0: Let's go back for a second, Javier, if you would walk with us down the Zoom lane for those folks who are not familiar and tell us a little bit more about Zoom itself. It's a website, um, but as you pointed out earlier, it's more than a website and in addition to selling music downloads, you're also driving sales to a physical product. Would you expand on that, please?
1: Yes. So Zune is Microsoft's entertainment brand. Um, We started off by creating a digital media player, which actually plays music, um, videos, and podcasts, and it also has a radio feature where you can get your FM um, radio uh, on it, uh, we, we launched um, two years ago with a 30-gig um, device, and now we've actually um, broadened our M, uh, digital media players to a 4-gig, 8-gig, and an 80-gig, along with a 30. Um, and we sell them in all major retailers. Uh, from a Hispanic perspective, a lot of the campaigns that we've been working towards have been with those retailers that have a huge um Hispanic Initiative, um, Walmart, and Best Buy being two of those um, retailers. On top of that, we also, after the person gets the device, they, we, we encourage them to purchase music off of Zoom Marketplace. Zoom Marketplace is the digital online store where we actually sell music. We also have podcasts, and we also have videos, um, and we sell music in two different ways. We actually sell them. Um, at ninety nine cents, but we also sell them at via subscription. So if you pay fourteen dollars uh, and ninety nine cents for a Zoom Pass, you have unlimited access to all the music downloads that you want for that particular month, um, and you would be paying basically a fourteen ninety nine dollar fee and have access to all that music. So. The other piece of um, business where we're going into is we also have zoom.net, and on zoom.net is a is basically our experience where we're creating something called zoom social, and zoom social is a networking site where after you connect to the to to zoom marketplace and have your device, it actually tracks what you're listening to via a zoom card. It's basically a, a digital music ID card that actually is connected to your digital music store and your Zoom player and it allows people to understand what type of music you've been listening to. It also connects you to all your friends that have Zoom and it tells you what they've been listening to and it's a way to encourage discovery. Our basic premise of what Zoom will be as a brand is about music discovery and we want people to um, socialize around music as they did in the physical world. We want to create that experience on a digital space, and um, and have other people know what type of music you're listening to, and encourage to listen to, you know, those music, that music via Zoom's uh, marketplace and the Zoom Pass subscription that we have. So we're creating an ecosystem of. Um, entertainment services that lives on your computer, on your device, via the Internet, and via the digital music store. And we'll continue to involve that um, that business.
0: Just to make sure that I understood the, the last part, the digital ID card that you were talking about is linked to your website so that it tracks your users' plays
1: Exactly On your computer, but also on your player. And that digital card that's online, you can actually take that card and put it into your um, social networking site. So on your Facebook page, you can actually implement that digital card in there, and it it updates automatically. So then let's say, you know, I go visit your Facebook and I see your Zoom card. I can see that when you were 20 minutes ago, you've been listening to – you know, um, let's say, uh, Julieta Venera, or you were listening to, you know, Maná. Um, and then if you would like to listen to that particular song, your friend, I would like to listen to that particular song that you were listening to, I could actually click on the card and it will tell me to listen to it. I could get a 30-second play of that particular song that you were listening to, or I really go directly to the Marketplace to buy it.
0: So music that you download, is it free and clear for you to copy into multiple devices or multiple computers, or is it one-time use? I know there's been a lot of controversy uh, about that with other outlets.
1: Yeah. So we, we actually, um, when you purchase a particular song um, on Zoom, it depends on what type of, What type of song you purchase? Because if it's um, an MP3, a free MP3, you can actually purchase it and take it anywhere you want. There's some um, songs that still have you cannot take it out of that service or out of your MP3, um, your digital, your Zoom player. So so it depends on the rights, but we clearly um, indicate which are um, MP3 free. Songs that you can take with you. There's a there's a section for that in Zoom. However, when you um, do the Zoom Pass, which is our subscription service, um, those are ones that you can only use on Zoom Marketplace and on your Zoom Player. Because those are you're paying $14.99 a month, and you get to access any song that's on the service through that through that particular subscription service. But it's
0: only so on Zoom. So you have unlimited access to the music within the website, but you can't download it for use elsewhere. Correct. Correct. What kinds of music selection does the website offer? Is this just Latin music? Does it have other genres, classical, rock, country? Would you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Um yes we have all we have over three million um songs on zoom marketplace so um we are you know one of the um, we are comparable to all of the competitors out there in regards to a digital store um, and we have you know very close relationships with all the music labels and artists um, to coordinate all the new music and existing catalogs to be Offered digitally on our service. Plus we have, uh, we're going into TV and video, so we have music videos that we have on the service and also TV shows um, currently and podcasts.
0: How many visitors would you say your website has on average?
1: How many visitors that we have on Zoom Marketplace on average?
0: Yes, just a a general number, I'm sure you don't have the exact number off the top of your head, do you have an idea of how many visitors you have?
1: Um, I want to be exact about that because I know that there's been significant growth on it. We actually launched a, a campaign um, a couple of months ago to really start pushing the, the marketplace and Zoom past the service um, before – uh, most of our marketing campaigns have been solely on the Zoom player, and now we're actually starting to promote the digital music store, and we have huge um, lists in that. So I will get back to you on that particular on that particular number. I just don't want to be inaccurate
0: about that. Okay. Let's go back to the music options or the music buying options that you mentioned a few moments ago. You said that two basic options are to purchase per song, the 99-cent formula, or the Zoom path, which for $15 a month allows you unlimited access within the website. Have you seen a particular preference on the part of the audience and on the part of Hispanics?
1: Um, in In regards to the service that we provide?
0: In terms of the two options, do they favor one versus the other?
1: I mean, it's been overwhelmingly positive on the subscription side. Um, people really see the value in in having access to all those downloads, um, and that's why our campaign this past um, quarter has been focused on that. Because we just saw all the research just pointed to that, and and um, it actually works. And it's it it it's the same on the Hispanic side also.
0: What percent of your catalog, Javier, if you know, would you say is Hispanic-oriented or Hispanic artists, artists who are targeting the Hispanic audience or singing in Spanish? Um,
1: I think I think it it, it, it it is on par with just the industry as a whole. Um, I don't have that specific um, data. However, I could say that in regards to the promotions that we do, um, it's probably around a fourth of, of, of all the promotions that are done across the across all genres. Hispanic is always, you know, there, um, and we make sure that when we program the actual site, that you know, that Hispanic is being is is one, uh Latin artists are in par with all those major stars that that get a lot of that uh, promotion, like the Kanye Wests of, of the world. and and, and the 50 cents and, you know, and, and King of Leon, you know, Ricky Martin is there with them or whoever Menega is there. So we make a conscious decision to make sure that there's always a Latin an artist there and that they get, you know, as much uh, presence on all the promotions that we do.
0: Have you done any kind of research? I I don't know if anybody's done this out there anywhere, so this might be an unanswerable question, but do you have any idea what percent of Hispanic consumers, this target audience that we've been talking about, the 16 to 24 English dominant acculturated and now your new secondary Spanish dominant first generation audience, do you have any idea what percentage of that audience buys music that is specifically Hispanic versus mainstream music?
1: Uh, well, I don't have that particular um, data. What I can tell you, though, is that um, we did do a lot of research when I got here about how um, what type of music they listen to, um, and it actually is in every demo um, and every country of origin that Latinos are from, the Mexican populations to the more Caribbean population, they're listening to general market music or or English language music as much as they are listening to, or more than they're listening to Latin artists. It's always they're very eclectic in their music taste. They'll always have um, Spanish music within their catalog or their interest, but, but it's always an eclectic taste. So it, that's one of the main reasons that we do not alienate Latin music as um, come get your Latin fix over here, but this is your general market when we push folks, we, we focus, we highlight that Latin artist, but when they come to the Zoom marketplace experience they see that the Latin music as equal treatment to the general market music that they listen to also. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. How do you deal with that from a marketing perspective if if they are big consumers of mainstream music and also consume specific types, types of music that are more likely to interest them than the mainstream, how do you go about reaching out to the audience, the Hispanic audience?
1: We, we do it in two ways. Um, one of the ways is is making sure that I am a key stakeholder in the general market campaigns and have accents of Latin music or accents of um, Latin um, representation of, of, of Latinos within the general market campaigns. A perfect example of that is the last commercial that we just did um, was a commercial where we showcased a person going through album covers, um, looking at what music they wanted to listen to. The main message there was Zoom Pass, right? You can go through as many album covers as you want. I made sure that out of the five album covers, at least one was a Latin artist, to anybody who's watching that commercial, they probably didn't notice that, you know, a general, um, you know, a, uh, a white person from suburbia probably didn't notice who that person was, but I could tell you that the, you know, the second generation Latino from LA saw Winston Yandel there and called that out. It's not very significant, but it actually makes them feel better that we're recognizing the the artists that they know that they listen to, that a lot of people usually do not put them in those commercial spots. So that's the way we do it. So then there's accents, and we contextualize it to a certain extent on the general market side. And then what I do is I supplement that by putting in the forefront that Latin artist and saying, you know, we support Latin music here is a person that we're supporting, and then we drive them into an experience on Zoom.net or in the marketplace where it's eclectic.
0: Do you see any or much crossover in the sense of mainstream consumers who are expressing an interest in purchasing Latino-oriented music?
1: Um, We are starting to see a little bit of that, um, a perfect example of it is um, something that I worked with. Um, we just did a, um, a sponsorship and also a partnership with a, a conference called the Latin Alternative Music Conference in New York a couple weeks ago. And we did, you know, a lot of promotions where we kind of showcased our brand and we showcased our devices and our music platform. But we also made sure that during that time we made this um, this artist, this new up and coming artist called Jimena. Surinana. Um, I hope I got her name right, um, and she's our Zoom Ignition artist, um, which means that we're promoting her not just on um, Zoom, but we're also promoting her on MSN.com and also on Xbox Live. And due to the promotion from, and these are these are platforms that are not Latin specific. MSN, you know, is is, is a general market website. And then Xbox Live is predominantly. Uh, we don't have a specific section for Latin so. And she's become our, you know, she's in the top in the top ten of downloads for us this week because we're offering up a free download. So we're starting to see people interested in just kind of hearing what the music is, you know. Um, and we haven't positioned her as, you know, this is Latin music. We just said she's a Me- Mexican artist who has some great, you know, jazz alternative um, style to her, come listening to her, and, and people are, are, are approaching that, you know, and, and wanting to, to see that. People are discovering music, and that's what we're about.
0: Do you have to be sensitive? Have you had any kind of backlash from those mainstream folks saying, "Oh, we don't like that kind of music. That's uh, that's not of interest." Or is it pretty much par for the course?
1: I think actually, I, I feel like it's been opposite of that. I think I think people are, are really. Um, now, especially with the digital space, people are more apt to learn about different music and open to um, to explore. And I think they see Zoom as that platform to do that. Especially with the subscription service and social, um, I think I think it, it's 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 a better space for that for that for that. And I think people are aware of that and conscious of that and want that in their experience when they're looking at music. Um, So I think it's a positive thing. I think there has been nothing but positive responses about the way we're approaching it from the industry, from the artists, and also from our consumers.
0: Let's go back to the other component, Javier, that you were telling us about earlier. You said there were two parts to the equation. One was the music itself, and one was sales to the physical music player would you tell us about the player? And um, I know you said there were several sizes, if you could go over that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the player, the player is, you know, and, and the player is the conduit to just kind of the portable experience of music. Um, again, we, we, the player allows you to listen to music, um, have videos, um, podcasts, um, and then we have that radio feature. Another another component to the actual device is that we have wireless sync. So what that means is that when you have a computer, um, you can actually put your uh, MP3 player next to it, and it actually syncs the music automatically without actually connecting it to the computer with a physical wire. We also have, uh, uh, if another person has a Zoom and you have a Zoom, you can actually beam your song to your friend or you can beam photos that you have on your Zoom to your friend um, also. So we have that wireless component to the actual device. Um, the act- the device itself has been meeting our expectations in sales, um, and we've been having really strong retail partners to kind of um, get our product out there um, and make sure that we hit our forecast. But again, you know that's just one piece of the puzzle in the in the marketing campaign and what we're trying to do as building the Zoom brand. It is you know the beginning piece of it, and then we want to make sure that people understand that we're really creating an experience around connected entertainment, where you can actually get whatever entertainment you want across multiple platforms, um, and that will extend to other Microsoft products in the future.
0: From the Latino market perspective, are Latinos more likely to just listen to the music on the website using the Zoom pass? Are they likely to purchase the player? What kind of preferences are they showing so far?
1: So far, um, the players have sold well.
0: What percentage Uh. of your player sales would you say are Hispanic market?
1: Um the, the um that number I do not have off the top of my head right now, but I, I can definitely uh make sure that we get that. But um it's it's actually over indexing um from our expectations. That's one of the reasons why, you know, this year has been, you know, um let's go af- after it even more aggressively. Um so, so it's it's actually doing very well. And in regards to what what are the patterns and what they're buying versus where we see it, we're still actually testing that. However, we know that we sold a lot of devices to the Hispanic community, and we're starting to see um, in our metrics that you know a lot of artists that you wouldn't see on the top twenty <laughs> list are coming up um, in in people looking for particular music um and particular um looking for particular music or particular um or listening through it through the social so we're starting to see a perfect example of that is as Julieta Venega hit number one we made our artist of the month with through msn latino and zoom uh, marketplace and zoom.net and she actually spiked all the way to the top um across general market artists and Hispanic artists. So, so there is an audience really gravitating toward that particular music genre.
0: Javier, is there compatibility with the, the technology that you're using for this music and other MP3 players? Is this an MP3 format? So if somebody already has a player... From another brand, can they play that music on your player, and vice versa?
1: Um, You can you can use Zune Marketplace um, with other MP3 players. Um, However, there's one competitor that we cannot use it with. Um, But we encourage to really go through the whole entire ecosystem with the Zone ecosystem.
0: I'm sorry, would you say that again? There's one format that's not compatible? Yes. Are you able to, if you buy a CD, are you able to take that music and play it on your player or on your computer using your system?
1: Yes, that we can do. So you can buy CDs, you know, and, and play them off of Zoom. Uh and if you have a certain MP3 player, they would work with Zoom also, Zoom Marketplace, the digital online music store. However, there's one uh, competitor um, that has MP3 players and phones out there that you cannot connect to via Zoom.
0: Is that who I think
1: it is? Of course it is.
0: <laughs> can we say the name? Is that uh, an unholy word there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't say the name, but you can say <laughs>
0: Um, does it have anything to do with a fruit? <laughs> okay, now looking at your website, moving right along, um, and I'm noticing that you also have a social club. Is that a social page? Yes, that, that's exactly
1: the, the digital ID card that I was speaking about. That's in social.
0: Does that so, – no? but you were talking about – Linking that, for example, to a Facebook type of page, is this a competitor to Facebook that's specific to music, or
1: are they compatible? No, uh, no, we actually encourage it, because what we want to do is our social is basically um, that digital ID card that we have where you actually um, can take with you to your other social networking sites. This just is a... This social section is explaining what that digital ID card is, but it also is your place where it shows all the music that you've been playing. Other, you know, it shows you. It's a more deep, comprehensive experience of what that social ID card is. Um, so, right now, if you go to the Zoom.net and you click on social, and I already have an ID card, it tells me who the top listeners are uh, within my group of friends. It tells me what are the most played songs that my friends have been playing and that I've been playing and what are the most played artists within Zoom um, as a whole. But if I'm on Facebook, I can grab this particular card and put it on my Facebook and it's connected to this experience too. So we encourage people to share it and put it into their social networking experiences.
0: If we go back to the, the basic concept of Zoom and reaching Latino audiences and marketing to them, are there any aha moments that you can think of where you were trying to figure out which path to follow, what media outlets and mediums to use, and all of a sudden the light bulb just went on?
1: Um the light bulb went on with with um I think the regional Mexican community and music community. Um, there was an assumption where you know that they weren't digitally there, but you know we we're starting to see an increase in 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 regards to people listening to that music within Zoom. Um which is, I think, is interesting. It's actually exciting too, because you know, you, I don't know if they're vested in any type of service yet. So I think there's a really, really big opportunity there. I was going after more of the um, pop music and 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 urban music within the Latin community, um, and and I feel that that's probably something that everybody does. So I think taking this approach is an interesting one. Uh, from a creative standpoint and also from a brand standpoint. Does that answer your question?
0: Uh, I I think so. In terms of the regional Mexican music, you're saying that that is a popular type of music?
1: Yeah, no, yeah. It's always been a popular type of music on the physical sales side. I mean, they sell probably like 55% of all Latin music in the U.S., but I didn't know how that translated into digital music.
0: And you're saying that you confirmed that it was also a big seller in digital. Exactly. What have been the toughest challenges so far within this process of discovery of the Latino market? Can you think of anything, any lesson that you've learned? Were there any lessons that you've learned along the way that might help our audience?
1: Um, yes, yes, um, there, there, there are a ton actually. I mean, I think, I think that everybody's still trying to understand how to go after this particular community, and I think we're all learning. So, so there's really no defined answer. I think um, one of the key things is you know localizing your promotions. Um, because especially when you're dealing with music, there's just different tastes of music within different regions of the country. Um, and being very aware of what those tastes are um, is a very important piece of, of the chi. Um I think the other thing is really not separate. I, I think what's been working for us, um, and, and this comes back from the MTV Test days when I worked at launching MTV Test, I think being having the Latino community positioned within the general market campaigns creates even more credibility and awareness of our brand than just doing a specific Hispanic campaign. Um, Because I I feel that especially young Latinos want to be validated for their culture. Um, And by doing that, it, it puts more trust and more credibility towards the brand that's doing that.
0: Are there any media in terms of print online television radio magazine, et cetera et cetera, that you find most effective when trying to drive the latino your Latino target audience to purchase the players to come to your website
1: um Yes, yes. Um, I believe online has been <laughs> doing extremely well for us, um, and also radio has been very well for us too. Because um, the reason why I say radio is because, and, and and this this may change as you know everything becomes digital and there's, um, that with radio people still. Latinos are still discovering Latin music via radio. That's their conduit. They don't have TV stations really that really give them uh, the fix that they're looking for. I mean, there's Univision and there's smaller music networks. Um, The issue with the smaller music networks is that they don't have the, the broad distribution that we need. But radio really gives them... And that's where they find out about it. But online is becoming bigger and bigger place for people to find out about music. So um, those two places are have been very um, good good um, ways to market to this particular community when it comes to music.
0: You've mentioned localization a couple of times as a very powerful tool in your efforts. Do cell phones Or even online, are there specific local localized websites that you find useful, or how do you go about localizing?
1: Um, We we do it in a couple ways. We actually partner with um, local brands, usually radio stations, or Particular promoters in in those communities. We do it like that, or we deal with artists. We we look at artists that are um, you know really strong in particular communities that we want to create some momentum on, and and have them help us support with those audiences.
0: What do you think is the next novelty or the next trend in your area? The next
1: trend in our area. Uh, when you're, you're talking about marketing or technology?
0: Either or.
1: From a technology perspective, I, I believe it's it's the whole concept of connected entertainment. I mean, you're going to be able to get all your information from anywhere you're at, from any particular connected device. So I, I think – and just – understanding how that works and and how people consume that it's going to be interesting and kids are you know we're having the first generation of kids growing up that have already had internet in their lives as you know from the beginning to you know to now so um, so that's that's my that's my um, that's going to be interesting because you know when you're looking at digital music downloads, you know it's not about just downloading. nothing to compare it to your you know digital music player, it's about okay now you could be in front of a refrigerator that's connected to the internet and you could pull up that information, or you could be in your car and pull up that information. It's just the way you consume music is going to be totally different. I think that's going to be interesting um, on multiple levels, and it and it, it actually. It's going to be interesting on the loud perspective because, you know, language is going to be a big piece of that. It's going to be about the type of music and entertainment that you're looking for to get. Um, it's going to be interesting about who creates those deals, who's going to have power in regards to the content because content is key to that, to that puzzle. Um, from a marketing perspective, I think as our population gets larger and larger and we start – the numbers start shifting into the amount of Latinos here that are more acculturated, um, when do we start distinguishing, you know, Hispanic-focused campaigns to just a general market campaign really going after this particular demo that's a fourth of the population? It's that balance, you know what I mean? Um, that's where it's gonna start getting interesting from a marketing perspective. We need to really start as marketing marketers uh, really start influencing general marketing campaigns and say, we do have a big voice here. This is how you incorporate it into your bigger campaigns. This is how we you know, this is how you're really gonna get that marketing power because of those acculturated Latinos um, that don't watch the Univisions of the world, that don't watch, you know, the you know, the Spanish dominant um, mediums. That people are so easy to just jump on that and use that as the way to market to Latinos.
0: What is the message that you use to reach out to Latinos in your marketing campaigns?
1: I mean, what it, I mean, we we're still crafting that message, but what what. If there's one particular message that I want to start people to start identifying Zoom with is like Zoom equals access to um you know to the music that you want to hear and all the Latin music. So that you know so that's that's the message that I want people to to come away with. But I also want them to know you know Zune is the destination for Latin music.
0: Latino-oriented projects do you have in the works right now?
1: Um, I have a few. I have a few partnerships that I'm, I'm working on um, that are really going to help me go after that, you know, first-generation segment that we really need to start tapping into. And... Uh, and I believe um, you'll be hearing about that shortly. Uh, and then we're looking at doing some real strategic partnerships with certain artists that hit different genres.
0: Javier, what tips would you share with our listeners? You've been through this journey on the music train, as it were, for a while. You're very familiar with the markets and specifically with the Latino audience within that segment what three tips would you share with our listeners who are interested in approaching Latino consumers or who are already doing it but want to strengthen their campaigns, what suggestions would you share with them?
1: I think um, research, honestly I think people are still you know, trying to learn who this consumer is, I think can constantly challenging yourself, um, to listen to that audience and see what their tastes and behaviors are um, is really important to continue to, to be a little bit more um, intelligent about how we kind of approach this population. I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing to do.
0: Okay, so research is is your one suggestion to make. yeah,
1: sure to make I, I think, yeah, to make a better uh, conscious decision. you know I, I really think research is i I don't think there's enough research out there, and I think if we continue to create you know the business acumen around it, I think that's the most important thing for us at this point in time.
0: Thank you, Javier, for joining us today from Seattle, Washington.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And to our audience, thank you for listening to Javier Farfan, who is Multicultural Manager of Zune, brought to you by Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations, HispanicNPR.com, providing you essential information on America's largest minority. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at hispanicnpr.com. That's editor at com. Expand your reach, improve your bottom line by reaching America's largest minority effectively with information from the experts. Listen to presentations from national experts in downloadable audio presentations and extended interviews about Marketing to Multicultural Kids, presented by Michelle Valdovinos, who is Senior Vice President of Phoenix Multicultural. Hispanic Perspectives on Advertising, presented by Liria Barbosa, who is Research Director at CNR Research. The Changing Latino Landscape, presented by Cesar Malgoza, who is Managing Director of Latin Force Group. Best in Class Hispanic Strategies, presented by Carlos Santiago, who is President, and Doreen Allen, who is Managing Partner of Santiago Solutions Group. Segmentation by Level of Acculturation, presented by Miguel Gomez Weinbrenner, who is a Senior Consultant with Cheskin. To learn more about these and other presentations, visit our Resources section at hispanicmpr.com resources slash hmpr hyphen products. Thank you.